You are listening to the VC20 Podcast Weekly Devotional, a space for spiritual reflection and meaningful meditation. Hi, everyone. It's Milani Duarte. It is good to be with you. Before we begin, I have some news for you. In case you haven't heard, we will be doing weekly podcast devotionals moving forward, hosted by me. As for what they will cover, honestly, I think they will reflect lessons and things God is teaching me in life. I'm excited to have you with me every week, and I'm excited to see what this will become. With that being said, today we are reading from Psalm 23. And I'm sure you've heard many things about Psalm 23, and I'm sure you've covered it many times, but... Like every story in the Bible, it always has something to say. Let's jump in. Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, even though I walk through the darkest valley, every aspect of coming to God helpless, admitting our need to Him, our brokenness, getting on our knees in the dirt, Confessing the things that are hard in life is counterintuitive. Simply admitting that we are hurt, that we are in pain, that things are hard is counterintuitive to the culture that we live in. We are encouraged to hide our hurt, our pain, to sweep our mess under the rug project that we are good, that we are fine, that things aren't hard. We live in a world of Instagram highlights where we can control what others know and see about us online, where we can live completely different lives, both online and out of it. There are so many ways to numb. We don't have to look hard in order to find a way to be distracted There are so many ways to be distracted. It's why confessing pain and hurt is so counterintuitive. And I understand there are many ways. Sorry, delete. And I understand there are many reasons why we hide our hurt. We hide our hurt because of shame. We hide our hurt because of fear. Fear that maybe once all of it is out there, it might just consume us. 
In Peter Scazzaro's book, Emotionally Healthy Spiritually, he tells us that we have to admit the following. I am bewildered. I don't know what God is doing right now. I am hurt. I am angry. Yes, this is a mystery. I am very sad right now. Oh God, why have you forsaken me? I think we fight so hard not to be vulnerable in this way. When it comes to God, we never have to act like we are strong, but we try. And maybe that's why we're so exhausted. We forget that being human automatically makes us needy. Not only that, but I think that when we choose to numb, we rob ourselves of a few things. First, we rob ourselves of the things God has for us. First, we rob ourselves of the things God has for us, even in the hardships that we experience. Every time I read this psalm, verse 5 always stays with me. It says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I don't know about you, but whenever I picture God coming in to save me from all the hard things in life, the dark valleys, so to speak, the things that I spend so much time praying for, or even the darkness that we seem to find ourselves in from time to time, I don't picture this. My version requires me being quickly swept away from anything remotely hard, yet it doesn't say that. It says that he will prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies, anoint our heads with oil, and our cup will overflow. God is omnipresent. And so I have to believe that he is in all things and works through all things. It might be so tempting to numb and distract right now, but it is when we are honest with God, ourselves and others, that we begin to receive all the things that God has for us. And one of those things that God might have for us is healing. There's another passage in the Bible that talks about valleys. In Ezekiel 37, God transported Ezekiel to a valley of dry bones in a vision. There, God directs him to speak life into the bones. Ezekiel obeyed. The bones came together. Flesh developed. Skin covered the flesh. Breath entered the bodies and they stood up in a vast army. This passage reminds me that there is life waiting to happen even in dark places. More importantly, that we believe in a God who can bring things back to life. Artist Cody Miller put it this way. He said, when we walk through our pain with God, taking no cheap shortcuts, we truly start to become free. We open our hands and something in the very core of us is fundamentally changed. We begin to understand the language of the valley. 
My senior year of college, a group of us went out west and we visited the Grand Canyon. I learned that it was formed many, many years ago when the Colorado River began to cut a channel through the rock. I was standing on an edge and I heard God whisper, Milani, if you allow me, I will mold in you something just as beautiful and grandiose. I feel like that invitation expands to you today. If this season of life you are in currently feels like a valley, know that God does not shy away. Know that God does deep work in the valley if we allow him. Thank you for listening. I will see you guys again next week.